Good morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this Brujas, and welcome back to another episode of Cold Brew for the Brujas. As usual, it's your girl Monkey, the Pastel Bruja, aiding you on your spiritual journey. One Pastel post, podcast, YouTube video, however I can get it to you at a time. And today, today we are going to be talking about something a little bit more controversial, okay? We're going to be talking about I have this episode titled as the Great Sage Debate, but it's so much more than that. But we're basically going to be talking about the debate about Sage and Palo Santo and all of the, I guess, mystery and questioning about it. So grab your tea, grab your coffee, your iced coffee, your hot cocoa, your lemonade, whatever it is you're sipping on this morning, evening, or afternoon. I hope it's as delicious as this podcast episode and vice versa. And let's jump right into it. So, Brujas, the reason I say that this is kind of a controversial topic is because a few years ago, I want to say really 2019, 2020, uh, there was a really, like, a whole debate was started, I guess, about whether or not, like, you know, using White Sage and Palo Santo both were ethical, right? And people were saying that, using white sage is a negative practice in that it is offensive and unethical for a certain for other people basically non-natives to use it and the same thing with palo santo that it was a part of a closed practice and that using palo santo shouldn't be used by others now i personally <laughs> am someone that can speak on this because on this particularly with these two herbs I have I utilize both practices right I have native my mom is native so my my grandmother on her side taught me native practice and my grandmother taught me Hispanic practices with Palo Santo so when I heard all of this happening when it first started happening I was like what is the big ordeal with this like so there were a couple of points that People were saying, like I said, it was the whole closed practice debate, which is what I'm going to address first. The closed practice debate irritates me because while, yes, there are certain rituals and certain practices that are limited to these belief systems, these, you know, uh, spiritual beliefs or religions or practices, right? They're closed practices. They're not for everyone to practice. However, for someone to say that an herb or a plant or a particular spiritual tool is solely for one type of practice to me is ridiculous because that's like saying one, like, let's just say, for example, I'm trying to think of like a, a name brand, but well, yeah, let's use a name brand, right? Like, so there's oat milk, right? There's Oatly, which is a prominent uh, name brand. You know what I mean? Everyone buys Oatly milk. And then there's your great value almond milk. I mean, oat milk that you get from Walmart, right? Obviously, one is better than the other or one is claiming that it's better for you than the other, right? They're both telling you that they have their properties. They're both telling you what they what they do and what they don't have. And there's some differences between them, which is the same thing with the herbs, right? For, for Palo Santo and Sage, they are tools 
that you use. They are herbs that have a meaning, right? And these meanings are associated with your practice. So if we're looking at the er as at sage and Palo Santo as ingredients, that in itself is not a closed practice because you can use these ingredients for multiple things. That just because one per, one set of people or one group of people is using this herb for a particular reason doesn't mean that another group of people cannot use this herb for their own particular reason. Sometimes it's not even the same reason. We can be using the same herb for two different purposes and it's still part of the, each different practice. Now the ritual in itself, is it closed? Yes. And that's where I think a lot of people got confused is that smudging is a ritual. That is a closed practice, a closed native practice that uses sage. And it's along with some other herbs it's not just usually uh like exclusively like to sage so that ritual in doing these certain things um like doing taking these steps and following this ritual is what makes it smudging but if i buy sage and decide to throw it in some water and use it to clean my house that is a completely different practice. Or if even if I buy the a sage bundle that is meant for burning and I go through my house and cleanse it, I'm not necessarily smudging. I'm using the herb for its intended purpose. If you look up in so many herb herb books, it'll tell you that sage is good for cleansing your space. Are there several other several other herbs that also cleanse your space? Yes. And by all means, you can, if you feel uncomfortable with it, you can replace them. Lavender is a good one. There's, but there's just some people for their beliefs and for what they're practicing, they need these herbs. And I was just talking to someone about this where I was just saying, I wish people would stop because it makes it harder for people who are practicing these things to get these things. Because me personally, I uh, am no... I went from be living someplace where it was easily as uh, accessible for me to go to a botanica or to my well my grandmother at the time to get these things. So yes, was it I guess in the eyes of these people ethical for me to get it this way? Yes. But now I'm living with someplace where there is no botanica and I have no way to get this. Does that mean I should not be able to practice my practice or my beliefs because people are making it so controversial that regular stores that have great intentions and are just carrying the herb can't even carry it anymore so it just makes it hard for everyone to get what they need to do what they need to do so use what you're comfortable with but on on the argument that it the herb itself is a closed practice nullified doesn't make sense to me and if you feel some type of way about it that's perfectly fine before you try to come and cancel me i'm not saying that you have to listen to me i'm just giving you my opinion and backing it with the facts right so the next reason that it was was because this was sage and palo santo were being over harvested we were basically going to run these plants or and trees extinct and after research and people looking into it, there was actually no proof that this was true. A lot of sage is at, there's a lot of people growing sage here in um, the US. And it's not like it's coming from other places where we're over harvesting it from this natural resource. 
my dad grows sage on his terrace back home. So it's very um, easy to do. When I used to make sage, when I used to wrap sage bundles and herbs for the shop, which I'm probably going to start doing again soon, because honestly, the reason that I stopped doing that um, was because at the time it was becoming so controversial. But um, when I was wrapping herbs, I was buying my herbs from a friend of mine who just so happened to be running a farm where she had so much sage growing and she was just basically growing her own crop to sell to people. So it's not like it's this limited resource that we cannot grow and that people are over harvesting. We can get sage grown here. You can grow sage in your own garden if you want to and dry it out. So you can, if, if you want to get super ethical, grow it yourself and dry it yourself. And that way, you know, it's being grown ethically and it's not being overconsumed. And you can use an herb that is not, you know, that that's not going against your morals or your ethics, I guess. Also, go to a place and ask them, are you, um, are you buying it someplace? Are you buying this ethically? Are you getting it sourced where it's not overconsumption? Which most places, like I said, are going to say yes because it's so readily available and being grown all over the place. So you don't really have to worry about that. So when it comes to herbs in general, don't let people gatekeep them for you. Yes, are there certain practices that are closed and that are reserved for this particular group of people or people that believe in this particular belief? Yes, and that that is offensive and that is disrespectful to try to take those rituals and those ideals and claim them as your own when you have no idea what you're doing. You are not, you know what I mean? This is not your thing. That is offensive. But if you are starting your own spiritual journey and you are doing your research and in your herb book, you see that these herbs are used for these properties and you're going to use them in your own rituals in your own way without being causing offense to other people you are fine so my number one tip in how i'm going to end this episode of the podcast is to do your research always research things don't just let people gatekeep you because yes obviously there are facts out there and there are things that we need to be aware of when we are using plants and things <clears throat> that can be both grown and produced unethically so yes we do need to be aware of that in the spiritual community but don't just take what someone says and run with it and let it limit you from really utilizing what you need to utilize there are ways to do things ethically and if you do your research you'll know what you're talking about and you can do things without having to worry about it you can utilize these herbs without having to worry about offending anyone so just do your research don't practice any rituals that are closed and just be open to using herbs because me I come from I come from two generations three generations of green witches and the last thing like green witchcraft and like my mom and my grandmother when we spoke about this it's like how can we tell people that they cannot use this herb that is going to benefit them in so many different ways simply because one group of people uses it don't use those rituals don't do those rituals but you can use the herb in your own way for its own benefits for its own properties so I'm going to leave y'all with that. I will see y'all next week for another podcast episode. I will see all my subscribers on Sunday for a weekly reading. And most importantly, stay beautiful, keep shining, and I will see y'all next time. Bye.